Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going on, everybody? Pat Bear here, and we are back again. It is our final roundup episode of 2022 and our third episode for the month of December. It's like an advent calendar. If an advent calendar was only on Fridays and went the entire month of December, which is not how advent calendars work, but I like it. I don't even remember how they work. I've been... (laughs) absent an ad- advent calendar for some time does it go past christmas still no it's usually it doesn't lead up christmas. to christmas yeah shouldn't they have one that goes like the full advent isn't advent like the isn't what about little christmas how does that all fit in pat i need to know this i forget listen your mom's gonna be so mad that you are not advent calendaring yes she um, is. <laughs> <laughs> no the advent calendars just lead up to uh the 24th it's the first to the 24th and then the official 12 days of Christmas, and this is what people don't don't get. The 12 days of Christmas are not the 12 days leading up to Christmas. It's from Christmas until January 6th. Because um, apparently the three wise men were also part of the insurrection. So <laughs> just saying. But it's the 12 days. The 12 days of Christmas are leading up to the arrival of the three wise men on um, the Epiphany, a.k.a. Three Kings Day, a.k.a. Little Christmas. So there's a lot going on in there, but I can, I can never keep it straight. And you always did a good job of reminding me of the thing. And I, there is a video out there on YouTube. We'll have to post on the thing uh, on, on the Facebook that goes into the history of Christmas. And let me just say the 12 days of Christmas, the feasts, the festivals, the Lord of Misrule, all of the nonsense that is no longer really that present in our holiday celebration. It all needs to come back. I, I fully endorse bringing back the weird gothic Christmas traditions that we've lost. Misrule well, is that a Zelda themed drag queen? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Did First name high. Last I mean, name didn't, rule. Didn't the Christians like pretty much you know siphon off most of the original holiday traditions? Because like most oh, yeah. a good chunk of Yule's traditions, <laughs> I've I've grown up with, and then when I found that out, I was like. Huh, that's that's super interesting, and also you know, very, very 
very colonizing. Well, I mean, a lot of the Bible, and we're not, we're not going to dive into this rabbit hole. But a lot of the Bible, <laughs> if you talk to our friend Michael O'Quinn, he will also fill you in on this. A lot of the Bible was written to uh, keep people in line and keep uh, keep the the uh, Israelites and keep uh, the the people in check. So a lot of the stories are very uh, respect your government and you know like it, there, there's a lot of of that that's involved, but. There's a lot of cultural appropriation that Christians did too, which is I think what kind of BJ was saying, where they totally glommed on to the existing festivals and just sort of tweaked the characters and tweaked the they retconned basically Jesus into uh, to everything. Yeah, Yeah. that's that all ties into like the way that they wrote the Bible to kind of control everybody, and then they, they wanted to phase out paganism and they absorbed those uh those festivals. And uh, yeah, considering if the, Jesus, if he was born, was probably not born in the winter because the North Star wouldn't have been visible. The three wise men wouldn't have been able to follow it in December in that part of the world. It's a That's what makes thing. it so miraculous. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas miracle. It was, I think, uh, I think um, uh, one of my religion classes said it was, it should technically be June. Um, That's what I've always heard. Yeah. yeah June summer. or July. Harry yeah. Potter's birthday. Oh jeez, <laughs> we are just we are just tiptoeing around landmines right now. <laughs> I'm not Who's getting tip-toeing? canceled first. Who's getting? I'm, it's I'm walking right through. I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying. But uh, you know, hey, as is any good uh, lead up to the holidays tradition. Before we dive into our topics. We have been gifted a new cast for mainline RuPaul's Drag Race. Season 15 is coming, celebrating the anniversary of the insurrection on <laughs> January 6th. Season 15 uh, will premiere on MTV. Uh, there was a, a shuffling of the Jesus. networks again. So now we're on MTV. And what so, streaming service is that on? Uh, you're going to have to reactivate your... Um, Philo? No, you're Philo. That's it. <laughs> I was what? like, you know, not Pluto. Philo is <laughs> live TV, and it's I, it's one of the cheapest subscriptions out there. Oh my and God. it lets you pay by month. I know that because I went to go watch something and Eric had canceled it. <laughs> In this day and age, so so why are they not just going full streaming like like with the All Stars? Like it just doesn't make well, sense. Because they I, can. You you still have people that are on. You know, cable and terrestrial television, like they can't get rid of it. Plus, they have contracts for um, broadcast rights. That's why it takes a couple of years before it hits the streaming services. Yeah, um, I think we just. I don't. I don't. I don't think season fourteen is on Paramount yet. There's probably going to be another year before that hits the the streaming service. So they they still have all of these agreements with the the broadcasting and then the broadcasting rights that's why you can watch it on stuff like philo or youtube tv what i need to check paramount plus does have a live tv portion to it i want to see i haven't do, i like i didn't haven't really checked it out all that much I, I i know that you can watch like survivor and amazing race and all that like as they're happening but i wonder if it has other channels because if it does and you can watch mtv i would just have to watch it live but i may not need another streaming service 
But Eric, if you're still gonna, if you're gonna get Philo, just let me know so I can start watching again. <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that, Brian, because I did. I at some point I do want to do like a microsode on like the tumultuous like idea of streaming because it's not profitable at all. Like, I mean, net Netflix, it, it's because they have to compete with original programming, and the fact that. You know, you need original programming to be profitable, but profitable, but you have to pay to make original programming profitable. So it's a whole it's a whole mess right now, and especially with um, uh, was it a, what's going on with HBO Max? And it's probably just going to be called Max, and it's going to have all sorts of other things, and they're canceling original programming. It's it's like it's Thunderdome right now for streaming streaming services. So I definitely would like to do a deep dive. But you can now stream Trixie Motel on HBO Max. Yeah. They have moved it over from Discovery Plus. So if you have not watched it, catch up on the Trixie Motel because that was a a cute and fun uh, six episode run. Yeah. I think it was six episodes. It was like six or seven. It's boring yeah. to visit unless you're staying there. So just just bear in mind, uh, <laughs> or, or make arrangements ahead of time to to tell them that you're there so they can open the store. But otherwise, if you're driving through Palm Springs, don't don't bother. I mean, it's a it's a photo op at that point. You can go take a picture at the pink pool by the pink walls if you can get in. And yeah, the pink if you can get door, in. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's a or door. Or just the pink sign. <laughs> yeah, and oh no, the pink rocks and uh, Trixie's and the cactus rocks, garden. Yes. That was that was the exciting part. So. Yeah. That's right outside, right? That's yeah. you don't even have to That's go all on you the, see. Like, you in don't, the property. Yeah. Yeah, you cannot see in. It is totally private. You can barely see the sign. It's really low. So it I was disappointed. But I got a good photo op that I think BJ shared on our Facebook, giving away yes. my my location to the people <laughs> tracking me. Man, yes. you are not Elon Musk, and this is not <laughs> BJ is not the Elon Musk jet account. People- People don't even Oxing people do, uh, don't even really want to find Elon Musk. So, like, <laughs> I mean, can he just I mean, go I guess I, I, you are correct in assuming they would be more interested in you, Brian. Um, oh. However, I, I don't think it's it, it's like I tell all my older friends that are like, I don't want to get a vaccine. They might microchip me. I'm like, you're not that important, uh, sweetie. Like, <laughs> as as they as they tell you that on their cell phone or type it out it, on, right? exactly I'm like, on their cell phone a, or. <laughs> Do you have a social security number, a driver's license, a any kind of government ID? See, but not even that. Like, but literally, they'll be on their phone. They'll be holding a handheld device with a GPS locator in it. Yeah, like that's the thing. That's what cracks me up. Is like, I don't want people to know where I'm at, motherfucker. You have a GPS signal in your fucking pocket at all times. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to think. Like, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Again, <laughs> let's not get in. We're not. We're not, <laughs> we're not running into that landmine. <laughs> um, but when, to to touch on what you were saying about streaming, I with everything going on, it actually touches on a point that I am a big proponent of is physical media, because with them not even just canceling stuff, they're pulling shows off of the streaming platforms, mm-hmm. and there's no way to watch it again. I mean, you know, these are not things that are being released in physical form. So when people kind of make fun of me for buying CDs still or wanting to have a physical copy of media it's because i don't trust you know i'm gonna sound like an old man i'm gonna sound like a fucking boomer (laughs) i don't trust streaming services to keep it there you know and if i'm only reliant on that that streaming platform 
if it's gone, it's gone. You know, it may come back eventually. It may go to another platform. But in the meantime, I, you know, there's no way to consume that media without having a physical copy of it, which is part of the reason why I'm sad that um, for Midnight's when Taylor dropped the, her chaotic 3 a.m. surprise, the 3 a.m. edition of, of Midnight's, that's not a physical, that's not a physical piece of media that is only available to stream. So you can buy the, the, the CD with the original 13 tracks or 15 with um, 15 or 16 with the, the target exclusive remixes and the one extra song, but you can't get those seven other songs on a physical, you know, as a physical piece of media. So, I mean, it, it's crazy. It's a crazy world we're living in right now. I hate it. It drives me nuts. The most recent victim Westworld of all the shows, yep. they ended it and now they're pulling it from the, from the max. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And that wasn't yep. even a max original show that was, that started out on, regular old HBO, HBO. Yeah. so like that's the that's the weird thing is like out of nowhere they're like let's pull this thing that had very little to do with hbo max and i'm like okay burn it yeah, all down but it's still hbo and it's all residuals and they don't want to pay out you know it's gonna cost mm-hmm. it's gonna save them money in the long run but you know that's why if you can like there there were or are some like Netflix shows that got DVD releases and or Blu-ray like, DVD? Goddamn, getting really old now. No, there's no, some, no you're uh, right. There's some, you're, there's some you're laser right. discs. Only, there's some Betamax. They only do DVD for some of these shows. They don't oh, do well. Blu-ray. They don't. This has driven me. I forgot what the show was, but um, it may have been. It's how I met your mother. I don't know. There was a show that I wanted to buy on Blu-ray because, like, obvi, right? But no only dvds and it was like why and it's because yeah they hold the hd back for streaming it's yes all of it burn it down (laughs) oh and then let's talk about it for another two hours (laughs) (laughs) i was like i said we would schedule the microsode on this oh fine yes we're scheduling it as the beginning of this episode (laughs) but we did get a uh, our largest cast of queens i was like where did where was this conversation going oh that's right yes RuPaul's Drag Race, season 15. Uh, 16 queens announced, including uh, TikTok twins Sugar and Spice, who, if you are a longtime viewer of Willem's Beatdown series, you'll remember them being made fun of on that web series a while back. And um, even worse, they're apparently from Long Island. And I'm just like, oh, oh dear God. <laughs> no wonder. No mm-hmm. wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the biggest one of note... Sasha motherfucking Colby is, I mean, she's your winner. There you go. That, I'm, I'm just, I'm calling it now. We are, we are months away because <laughs> with 16 Queens, you know, this season is going to last 47 weeks um, because it'll be up to the drag gods to eliminate people and the drag gods don't ever eliminate anybody on this show. So four years from now, we'll have a winner of season 15 and it will be Sasha Colby. Mark my words, but uh, are y'all excited for the new queens to vroom vroom into the workroom on MTV? I mean, if I can actually find a place to watch the damn show, then yeah. <laughs> like, like, let's be clear. If I can find a, if I can find a place to watch it, then absolutely, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm yeah. I mean, it should... I don't. I don't care. Like, I like All Stars consistently enough. I think some of the, the, the other countries, too, only because it's different. And sometimes the drag is a little different. They're not enough. 
I just don't know that I care. It's just exhausting thinking about another <laughs> however many weeks of drag race. It, at what point is too much drag race too much? I don't know. I feel like we hit it about a year ago and every new announcement just just makes me like I haven't I haven't watched any of the more recent like, you know, Canada versus US UK versus I oh my You don't God. have to. No, You're I not responsible to. to. It's just it's 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 overwhelming in in the, of the sea of things that are overwhelming me these days. Thinking about all the money RuPaul is making, no. <laughs> thinking about just, yeah, that it's just, and, and uh, you know, again, celebrate it. Happy drag is getting out there in the community. Clearly, it's having a good effect uh, in some ways. I don't know, not always the one you intend, right? With the whole recent nonsense of the drag, uh, what you call it, reading, uh, you know, being boycotted or whatever. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm oh. just. Less is more. I don't know. Make it special, not ubiquitous i thought you meant the reading challenge after the horrible oh. one that was on canada versus the world yeah, because that was real bad oh no that They're should, be, that should be boycotted. There. yeah oh no uh-uh. <laughs> too much but no, i watched the whole uh promo thing because i just had it on while i was working um and honestly i mean i recognize sasha and so she'll be fun to watch but other than that none of them really stood out too much to me so it won't be until a, a couple weeks into the show that i'll be like wow you actually have personality that interests me yeah it, so. it's tough it, it is tough because you know you don't have to watch all the seasons but when you do you know to go we still have what one two more episodes of canada versus the world which will pretty much get unless there's unless it's actually a seven episode run i'm not sure because i know uk versus the world was only six we had one extra queen on this season so i'm not sure if it's going to be seven or not um but either way we're either going to run right up to season 15 or we're going to overlap by a week and then italy I actually watched, I think I doubled the amount of episodes I watched of Italy season two than I did from season one. I think I made it through four episodes and it's not bad. I just haven't, it just doesn't click with me as much. And I found that I'm having a lot more trouble paying attention to reading the the subtitles. So while it's, it's the pacing and the editing seems more in line with uh, what we know drag race to be rather than like, I feel like season one of Italy just really just felt really elongated and it dragged on no pun intended, but there was just something about the, the way that the the show was, it didn't, I didn't like it as much. Um, But then you have, let's see, I I don't have a list in front of me and I know I'm going to miss a ton, but for 2023 or in the near future, we've got season 15, all stars eight, uh, we have what Belgium, Sweden, uh, Espana, Espana All Stars, um, UK five, uh, probably Italy three, um, and then they just signed a deal with a a distribution company for the Asian market, so mm. that could see the revival of Thailand. That's going to be Philippines, um, I think India. Like literally, it's going to get to a point where there are you're going to have to make a choice on what you watch. 
because you can't keep up with it all or you're gonna it's gonna be its own full-time job to try to keep up with everything going on i think and they announced japan too that that, japan that did been, excite me there's like there were when they announced the asia um distribution deal i think they announced like four asian yeah. uh markets that they were going to be south and I, korea I know, and japan i think each got one i think i mean and so. that's not to say and that's completely besides the other drag shows like you have dragula but then there's also manila luzon's drag, drag den, den i think it was yeah yeah i just yeah. i but wish we had so more <laughs> shows like we are here that took drag in a less competitive and more socially uh helpful way that would excite me to see more of that or something you know along those lines than competition shows but that's that's where my head's at these days so unscripted television is usually easier to create and i know we're here is not necessarily it's not scripted television but the format i feel like is a little bit more costly because you you don't have the sponsors to pay for a lot of the stuff where if what Willem says is correct, um, you know, each sponsor that sponsors drag race is paying the entire hundred thousand dollar prize to be a sponsor of the show. So when you've got 10 sponsors, that's 10 sponsors, each paying world of wonder, a hundred thousand dollars, you know, so they're able to start building out and make more money off of it. And I mean, it's great to see drag and queens, more queens getting the opportunity to shine. Um, more queer programming is always welcome. But yes, I am also tired. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I can keep all of these queens, you know, straight in my head. Um, but I will not pull a world of wonder and put up a picture of Black Peppa when somebody's talking about baby. Oh, no. It's bound to happen eventually. ka 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 not like they're paying their staff that much anyway to keep shit straight. I mean, I mean, when there's only two black queens, I mean, you might want to make sure that you put the right picture up. Oops. So that's fucking saying. You know what? I think someone should do this. We need a pageant uh, 20 years later uh, revival slash where are they now? Could you imagine? Wouldn't that be fascinating to see the queens from pageant in the post drag race world or in the, you know, I, I, I think that'd be really cool. Plus, I want to see Chantel out there more. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Rob is, Rob's just like, here I am working for the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, there's, there's, I think what bu- bums me more and more is the drag that I see in television is just, it, it's so cross pollinating with all the drag that's out there. And then the weird drag is still kind of underground, which is fine. You see a little bit of in like the Boulay brothers and some other stuff, but yeah, all of the things we've talked about many times over. So yay, more drag race. Less fracking, more RuPaul. Dragging. She's more drag, a less fracking. fracking. Yeah. More race chaser. That's really the queen. gift that keeps on giving. Race them, chase them. I know we're never going to get back to season eight. Like, we're never going to get to <laughs> All Stars 2. And now the chop is gone. So I don't know who's going to take over the the international series. I, I, I'm just... I w- they teased they teased us with two weeks of season eight because season eight's only like a ten episode season like it's not a long time and then we get to all stars two and it's just like it's like it's right there it's just right there right there but we won't get there yet but more drag let us know what you were what you're excited for if there are any queens in the cast that you are excited to see 
um we'll we'll do maybe a little bit more of a deep dive into the cast once the show starts uh there is a seattle queen oh is there i didn't even see where they were from they didn't say who's the seattle queen irene dubois (gasps) oh crap you're right i did i saw the names and that didn't even register so i've never seen irene but she's friends of a friend so that's cool i guess i don't know now i gotta go find out where she's performing cool well hey there you go i'm I'm excited now i was gonna say is robbie turner just in uh in disguise again (laughs) girls way out of drag oh drag release but not well drag drag what did i say drag will i don't even know i'm having a stroke so drag drag race related i was in portland last week for my birthday we drove by jinx's house and if you're interested in seeing where jinx and her coven live you can find this out over there's various means and mostly because she used to put her house in Portland up on Airbnb. She no longer does, but we drove by and it is as witchy looking in person as it is on the, um, the specials that they're doing. Like they did like the better know a queen or whatever. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I just, I just had to brag. It was a little stalkery, but not, we just drove by and it was just, it's a, it's delightful. And it's right off the interstate. It's right off five. If you're anywhere near interstate five going through Portland, you can see where Jinx lives. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. See what your eyes do not step yeah. foot on the property do not knock on her door. Mm-mm. Do not Mm-mm. try to get out and just putting that out there. Do not yep. drive quickly past it and be like, <laughs> Oh, there it is. So you're yeah. saying do a drive by on her house. No, that's Ding wrong. dong ditch. Ding yeah. dong ditch. No, do it. Ma'am. Ma'am. Do no, it. we do not advocate for that. Yes. Respect Queen's privacy. Do um, it. But one last thing before we actually get into our topics for this episode. Setter uh, aside on Twitter, <laughs> brought, up, brought up Robbie Turner and it, it reminded me. Setter aside is a, a pretty entertaining queen. I don't follow her, but she ends up in my, in my feed a lot. Uh, <laughs> I guess keeps tabs on a lot of the queens, including Robbie Turner. And she posted like a couple of weeks ago, Robbie Turner after everything happened. And if you don't know, go Google it. We're not getting into the Robbie Turner saga disappeared, fell off the face of the earth, fell off of Twitter, came back four years later to like a porn video (gasps) and then disappeared again. (laughs) (laughs) She must have created, she must have like accidentally logged into her Robbie Turner account, liked a porn video, and just was like, oh shit, log back out into her other, like, you know, secret profile. So, Irene Dubois is one of the queens of adventure, which is one of the drag crews that does DD live. So, that's cool. So, she's a geeky queen, too. I'll start working on my, uh, my connections, see if we can get an interview. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe in the six weeks that Ginger Minge is in Chicago, I can get her to come over and fucking record oh. an episode live. Oh, my God. Her, you got to get the whole cast? Uh, is it, is her is Gidget, the whole cast? Divine yeah. Grace, Mr. Miss Adrian. So we'll jealous. I'll do a little roundtable in, uh, in my office. <laughs> we'll just all sit around one microphone. <laughs> uh, if you are in Chicago, by the way, go to um, uh, check out Golden Gals Live. They're coming here January 13th to February 13th. 12th i think they're here for a month i'm excited i'm gonna see my friends i'm excited they, they didn't come all the way out here i was so bummed i was like come on well, oh, well. we need a theater to want to book i them. know 
Yeah, it's it's <laughs> expensive. I get it. So. Yeah, but let's go out of Drag Race and Drag in general, and let's hop into our first topic. Eric, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? What are we talking about? This Christmas. Month? Oh God, so loud in my ears. Yes, Merry it's Christmas. A- it's it's the uh, happiest time me, of year. Have yourself a merry little quiz moist. Thank you. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> you not know merry- the quiz moist? What is that? <laughs> I thought you said Chris moist. I was like, <laughs> no, Chris moist. Chris moist. I like a moist Chris. Was it right? Was it Camila Cabello that was singing at the White House, and she was singing "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," and at one point. She sings uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Quiz Moist. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's ridiculous, and I love it. So that's anyway. how she got the voice gig. <laughs> um, they said, who can out on <laughs> horribly pronounce words like Ariana Grande? Camila Cabello, come on over. Um, no, so a new musical comedy seasonal special got released on Showtime. Um, Matt Rogers, have you heard of Christmas? Matt Rogers of the Lost Culturesis podcast and is also on the Showtime show, I Love That For You, uh, which I haven't watched yet, but I've heard lots of good things about. Um, and this is his Christmas special that he's toured with for about five years now. Um, but the general conceit of it is... He wants to, even though he has not been a pop icon, he wants to put out a Christmas pop album, um, mostly for the money, um, is <laughs> the joke of it. But he wants his team to get Mariah Carey to show up to the special to dub him the Prince of Christmas. So all the little vignettes that are like the cutaway pre-recorded um, are all his team working on that and him trying question mark to find the meaning of Christmas, um, which spoiler alert, he never really gets to um, probably the most famous song from the special as it's been on YouTube before from his tours, but Showtime also released it as a clip is the hottest who up in Whoville, um, which he says was a cut track from the Grinch, the Jim Carrey, the Grinch that was also written by Mariah Carey. Um, so I don't know if you that's, ever, if you ended accurate. up watching that clip that I sent in the chat, Pat, um, I didn't. But, and I, I, I forgot about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a fun romp. There are, if you listen to last culture, so, Last Cultures does, you'll recognize a lot of the people uh, that are also sprinkled throughout, um, like who are acting as his team or a couple friends get up on stage to help sing with him at one point. And um, yeah, uh, BJ, I think you watched the special. Um, no. No, I thought you said you, <laughs> said, no. I mean, no, you, said you had it at the party I, this weekend. I, I said no. Oh, okay. Um, but it's if a lot I of had fun. Showtime, I totally would have, especially now that I know like the conceit behind the. Oh, I, the I, now I, 
I watched. I you posted some clips, and I watched some clips of it. Yeah, yeah, I watched some clips yeah. of it, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing. But it's a lot of fun. So I know not as many people have Showtime as have HBO, but um, yeah, it's fun, and I recommend it. And it'll put you in the holiday spirit, or at least give you a laugh. <laughs> Question which, mark. Which. <laughs> Which laughs are good for seasonal depression. So, yay. <laughs> Hold up here. Wait, are you Floridians <laughs> saying you have seasonal depression? It's been overcast the past couple days. Oh, my no, good God. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's hilarious because everybody's just like, everybody I know that, that goes through seasonal depression, I'm like, oh, is it just is it a tough time with the family? They're like, no, the sun is gone. And I'm like, good. Good. Let it be gone you know, forever. You think I would be that's... so happy if it was overcast the rest of my life. You think that, and then your body goes, oh, I just want to crawl into a hole and die. Why is that? I wonder. And it's because of season. Anyway, I'm just saying. See, I, I, I feel I, that way yeah. when it's above 70 degrees. So That's fair. No, yeah. that's fair, too. I'm totally yeah. on same page with you there. Uh, I will say, though, by the way, it was sunny today in Seattle. In like December, which kind of blows everybody's mind. You're like, what the Ooh. hell is going on? That is trash, and it should be cold raining right now. It's cold, no rain, but I will tell you, it is like only like six hours of sun or something. It's, so it's not a lot of sun, but there was Good. still sun. Good. But yes, I'm glad there is a cure for seasonal depression. I may have to watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> it was overcast. It was uh, it was dark at eleven forty five a.m. today. All right. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 More. Oh. Yes. Listen, You'll find out. I've been in both places, and in uh, yes, the heat is un- unruly, and I hate it. But that sun going down at three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I dream. I whole... dream of it. it Give it, me. Girl, come, Give me come everlasting live in, darkness. Um, listen, come live in the come live in the north for a little while, BJ. Yeah, you think you? It's definitely a different. It's a different thing because, and the funny part is, I did not. This was not something that I like. I grew up in New York. I I dealt with the you know the the early sunsets and everything. Like it wasn't until I moved to Florida and had didn't have that same change of like because. When I was there in February, I was like, why is it 630 and still fucking really bright outside? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're driving. Like, I think Jay picked me up from the hotel. We were going to um, Yamasan. And I'm like, bitch, it's 630. Why? Like, this isn't right. Like, this is not how this is supposed to be. And then I realized, oh, that's right. Florida does not have, like, sunset at 4 p.m. Like, Ugh. it's just, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we're... How many more days? It. We're seven days. We're one week away from the shortest day of the year. So yeah. from there, it can only get brighter. But literally, That's, I will. It's halfway out of the dark. Like, you know, it's so funny. Like back when Doctor Who and that whole season uh, Christmas uh, episode about halfway out of the dark. And it totally as a Floridian meant nothing to me. <laughs> now it's like, oh, my God, are you so excited? It's going to be more sunny soon. Currently. In in Chicago, and I know that like it, it might even be earlier for 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 you, Brian, based off of where Seattle is. Um, the sunset is uh was at four. Where the fuck did it go? Four nineteen p.m. was sunset. Sunrise at seven eleven. Sunset at four 
oh nine like four seventeen four seventeen so not that different oh okay wait did i did i say four nine four nineteen yeah four minutes okay yeah yeah okay so so we actually might not we might be pretty close longitudinally latitudinally latitude latitude is long longitudinal yeah there we go yeah right third grade fucking earth sciences here (laughs) everlasting darkness Yes, BJ. Don't worry. Soon you'll find out. I hope. I mean, I'll, I'll like if I end up getting this job, I'll be in Atlanta. So like, I was gonna say, oh. Atlanta does not. <laughs> it's not I'll, that no. big of a difference. No, it's not much of a difference. Um, but there are more overcast days in Georgia that I'm very excited for, and it's it's just hilarious how because I lived in I lived in Seattle and I lived in Buffalo when I was little, and it was like overcast, like the entirety of winter in Buffalo. I think I saw the sun once when I was like in first grade and I was like, I don't like this. And then, but as soon as it's overcast and like snow and everybody's cold and miserable, I'm like, yay. My mom, my mom had to like put the child knobs on the doors because I would just walk (laughs) outside. And I just, she's like, she's super depressed. Dad's super depressed. Everybody's sad around me. And I'm just like, I'm going to go make my 15th snowman this week. Like, I see, but and that's I, not the, that's not what season like that's not what depresses us. Like I like I rather it snow than it rain. Like it's been it's raining today. I had to go walk my fucking dog in the rain. Like I don't like yeah, the rain. I prefer rainy. the snow because then it's, I don't know. It's like cold and rainy up there. Like it's not. It's just not cold enough to snow. It's just it's like, even yeah. It's forty one today. Like it was fine. Yeah. I I didn't have to put gloves on. Like I didn't even put on an extra. I didn't put my long johns on today when I did the walk. I was like, all right, this is fine. I'm cool with the, like the, the temperature has been fine, but rain will like, it just drenches you and it soaks you. And then you're mm. stuck like that. Snow will like the, it, there has to be more of it that stays on you to kind of saturate your clothes. So I prefer the snow. That's my thing. But I request it be in the upper fifties by time February comes around. Oh, no, please. <laughs> oh God. Is that when the drag spiel is? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, y'all, y'all gonna have to make sure that, like, you have to send me dates I can put in the calendar. There's a lot going on in February. What is, between Golden Gal still being here, Adore Delano is coming to town, um, Our Lady Peace, uh, the drag spiel, February is a very busy month. So, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need somebody to send a calendar invite. I'll, I'll send you the thing, yeah. But well, yeah, so uh, be- Christmas special that Eric watched. <laughs> well, no, but the, one last thing about seasonal depression. BJ, you talk about living up there when you were young. Mm-hmm. An early suns- uh, early sunset doesn't affect you when your bedtime is 8 p.m. Okay. <laughs> when you are an adult and you're up until midnight, 1 a.m., yep. and yep. it's dark for like a, a whole work day, <laughs> that's no. when you're just like, the yes. fuck is wrong with no, this? I love it. I love it. I'm telling Dream you, it, it is... I, it's ridiculous, but I mean, my regular depression just moved out for a couple of months while seasonal depression <laughs> moved in. So, I mean, maybe next year, next year I'll just keep the regular depression and just put some tinsel on it, and we'll pretend. I don't know. Uh, we get a fucking sun lamp. Keep saying that. If oh, any listeners out there want to buy me a sun lamp? It doesn't. I'll work. put it on a wish list. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's. I've tried it. It doesn't work. But yeah, try it. it. Havoc might appreciate the sun lamp. I think that's what Maddie like gets a kick out of or something. That's I was like, dumb. Havoc don't give a shit. No. <laughs> Havoc's like, I'm just going to lay here and take a nap. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, so Matt Rogers, his uh, Christmas special on Showtime. Um, if you ha- if you have Hulu, you can add Showtime for like five dollars a month and, and watch it there. So add it on for a month, watch the special, and then uh, it's actually it. a special right now of ninety nine cents for the first two months. So you can Ooh. just sign up, watch it, and uh, get rid of it for a dollar. It's might, like joining a that. Patreon. <laughs> wait, it's like joining an OnlyFans when you found some hot. Oh wait, sorry. Yeah, you, I was you, trying to plug our Patreon, but for <laughs> sure you go OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have one of those. At least I'm Opening. not aware of our OnlyFans. Mm, official, <laughs> official flame on OnlyFans. <laughs> hey, am, uh, yeah, was it Mar- Mar- Mark Lapire or whatever, whoever it is, the famous streamer? Like yeah. he did one for charity, and with like a handful of tasteful nudes, but he made uh, over $3 million. Yeah, we're not And I'm like, BJ, like, can oh. you recruit your B team to uh, make an OnlyFans? I, make an only like I could better. Honestly, I could probably recruit at least two or three of them. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like they're going to be a little more uh, yeah, I could probably, I could definitely recruit at least one. And we get a cut. We're, That's all we want. We, we are not doing an FOOF. <laughs> oh my God. All the, I was gonna say, our uh, previous episode, I did I did drop one of my porn ideas, and it was not terribly received. So uh, it's D and D themed. So I, I think, know, uh, I know. Yeah, we should we should do it. You've I talked think. about it on the show before. <laughs> you, I'm pretty sure you've talked about it on the show before. Because when I <laughs> when I heard it, I was like, yeah, he's talked about that. Costumes. I mean, it's perfect. It writes itself. Jesus. Well, we Jesus had that whole forty gay thing. We were going to act out like voice talent. So there you go. You could just adapt that. <laughs> oh my we god! Could bring Jared watching... back. He'd love to do that. Oh my god! I, w- I was watching an episode of Um Actually, and it mentioned Warhammer forty k, and I was like, oh, forty gay. Mm-hmm. That never happened. <laughs> nope. Anywho, all right. Well, let's go on to our next topic. <laughs> Actually, you know, before we even before we go to the next topic, dear listeners, we hope that you are enjoying this episode and that you've enjoyed our podcast for this whole year or however long you've been listening. Go check us out online at flameonshow.com. That is our website where you can find all of our links, uh, links to our threadless shop where you can uh, be like Jamie and get your own Flame On swag. Uh, take a picture in it. Tag us on on social media. Oh, Brian's wearing his Flame On swag as well. Guess what uh, y'all are getting for Christmas? I'm sending shirts. Oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> the orders coming in. Yay. An OnlyFans subs- uh, gift card? Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I can do that if you want. I mean, I mean, how about one shirt and like a partial <laughs> gift card? Over I definitely want the shirt. But I also definitely wouldn't mind a gift card to OnlyFans. That would be great, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you just imagine going to like a supermarket? You just shop it in Publix, and it's like, all right, gift card section. What do I want? Amazon, eBay. Oh no, maybe not eBay. Um, Nintendo, OnlyFans, just for fans. Fansly. That's a new one I just found out about today. I didn't know. For that. my for my fans. For uh, my fans. For my fans. Only flans. Uh, what else? Um, <laughs> only flan. Uh yes. The sexy uh, the sexy flan streaming service. 
Gotta love it. So all of our links are on our flameonshow.com website, uh, as well as a link to our Patreon. Or you can just go to patreon.com forward slash flameonshow, and you can join at any one of the four levels that we have there, including our $1 tier, like Eric was mentioning earlier. Uh, So you can either subscribe to Showtime on Hulu for two months, or you can subscribe to our podcast for $1 and help us make this show that you love to listen to. Um, But yeah. It's good times. Go check it out. Flameonshow.com and patreon.com forward slash flame on show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Now we can go ahead and get into our, our next topic. Oh, <laughs> uh, BJ, why don't you tell us what you are bringing to the table? So bring it to the table. I am bringing ultra violence and nonsense. Um, so, Lana Del Rey's album? <laughs> um, no? oh, okay. I mean, I do have some Pepsi Cola in the fridge. So Pepsi um, Cola? <laughs> is Pepsi that their Cola. fiber supplement drink? Like Coke Plus? <laughs> no, that's the that's the pilk. Um My bussy tastes like Pepsi Cola. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> there's a bridge under somewhere i don't remember I, I, I don't know what the title of the new album is i just know there's a there's a there's a tunnel under somewhere and then she um, wants to get fucked to death by her boyfriend like i don't know it's good times don't we all um but uh no so this uh this year's actually been kind of a master class in uh anime but not just any anime but like uh, urban fantasy horror anime has been on the forefront lately, like Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, and then lately, I know I mentioned this as a one-up uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Chainsaw Man has been a fucking roller coaster of a series. Um, it follows a character named Denji, who is essentially homeless, owes the Yakuza a ton of money, and has made a contract with the most adorable fucking demon, Pochita, that he has named. It's a chainsaw demon. Um, and in this world, uh, concepts that people fear actually become living creatures. They become devils. Um, so you have a really strong devil is the gun devil, uh, which of course appeared in the United States. Uh, we've got a katana devil. We've got, uh, you've got a darkness devil who is like horrifically strong, but all of these, the more people fear a specific concept, the stronger that specific devil is. Um, But for whatever reason, uh, main, the main character meets a devil called uh, Pochita. That is this, a super adorable little puppy with a chainsaw sticking out of its head. Um, Oh, I I shit you not. It is the most fucking adorable thing I've ever seen in my life. When you told me about it, like when I was down there last week or two weeks ago, I was in Orlando. I I was sitting there like, huh? I think you even showed me at the time, but like I went back and looked it up and I was like, they have lost their goddamn minds. (laughs) Like the anime makers are really like going and I mean, they've, they've, 
this is not a new thing to be quite honest but my god it's the most amazing combination of adorable and demented it's oh god yes uh, oh it's not even and that's and that's that's like the most cute thing in the series because the thing that's interesting about the show is it's a shonen and shonens are are usually things like sailor moon dragon ball um uh de gray man full metal alchemist all these things have shown up in like the serial um uh, magazine release the shonen jump and chainsaw man is hyper violent the main character essentially the main character is a 16 year old that has never gone to school wasn't really raised by anybody so when he's asked what are your life like he's asked by another devil like what do you hope to accomplish and his only his only goal at that point in the series is he wants to feel he wants to fill up some some boobies that's like that's it that's the only thing and the best part is everybody reads him to filth for it like every character's like you're fucking joking right and he's just like well what's what's so interesting about your fo- for fucking like goal in life and he's talking to the leech devil and she's like oh i want to kill everybody and he's like okay well that's stupid um and they just literally get into this kind of shouting match before trying to rip each other apart and you're just like who wants this but the show it's it's really dark it's it's a i I love i love animes that have that kind of metaphysical aspect where like 90% 90% of the antagonists for this sh- for this series are concepts. They're living, breathing concepts, kind of like with um, Sandman. So, I mean, uh, there's a tomato devil. Like, there's enough people afraid of tomatoes or have a phobia of tomatoes that there exists this, like, it's, like, the size of maybe, like, a person, and it just kind of walks around on little vine legs, like, I'm like a tomato devil. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, and then you've got Pochita and what happens is, is Dingy gets really badly hurt and Pochita actually becomes his heart. So you only get, you only get a day. You only get like an episode of watching Pochita just wander around, but Pochita becomes Dingy's heart and Dingy gets a little chainsaw ripcord in his chest. And when he pulls it, chainsaws erupt from his hands and his head. And the chainsaws actually do cut him. Like, so his basically the amount of time he has in chainsaw man form is based on how much actual blood he has. Because at one point he pulls it, and instead of chainsaws popping out of his hands, he gets a little chainsaw sticking out of his forehead. And that's it. We've all been there, a little performance anxiety. But uh no, it's it's very it's very interesting. I know that later on in the series there are some uh, LGBTQI plus characters. Um, a lot of the devils kind of identify as either things. Not many of them have like he that he they he them he she pronouns. A lot of them have them they pronouns. Um, and it's just and it's hilarious because Dingy doesn't give a shit. He's just like. Somebody asks him, like, are you on the side of humanity or devils? And he's like, whoever will take care of me. And I'm like, respect. Absolute respect. So, but you've got Dingy. You've got Power, who is probably one of my favorite characters ever. She is known as a fiend. Uh, Devils can possess dead human bodies and kind of just wander around. Um, And Power is the blood blood devil has uh, taken over a young girl's body 
Um, and she has these little blood horns sticking out of her head. She's really funny. Uh, there's Aki, who is a member of the Devil Hunting uh, Public Safety Department for the uh, for the country of Japan. And then you have their boss, Makima, who is absolutely terrifying, but also very adorable. Um, and yeah, it is. You have a couple of slice of life episodes where it's just dingy learning how to exist in an apartment. And then you have ones where literally people are getting shot in the head randomly and you're like, uh huh. Um, so it is really, really, really interesting. If you, if anybody's looking for a new, uh, anime series, uh, to take a peek, it's, uh, episode 10 just dropped. I'm pretty sure when this recording drops, uh, we should be up to episode 11. I think the first season is supposed to be about 20 episodes. Um, yeah, it is absolutely a blast and a half. Um, I think it's one of the few series I've watched people react to and it is, they have had the best reactions. Um, so it is, it has rekindled my love for watching reaction videos, especially when it comes to anime, but uh, definitely Chainsaw Man. It's up on Hulu. Uh, and I think Crunchyroll. Um, I don't know who's picked it up to dub it, but definitely Crunchyroll and Hulu uh, have it. Crunchy roll and fill my hole with Chainsaw Man. <laughs> uh, anybody else watch Chainsaw Man? I just looked up the the Chainsaw Dog. Um, I haven't watched any of like the butt. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched any of the anime. But when the manga started, I read the first like twenty chapters of the manga, and I liked it. Also, so it might be fun to watch. Christmas is in a week, so I will also accept it. Uh, I was uh, on my Christmas, Christmas list. Christmas, my my Christmas list is a Pochita doll, a flame on T-shirt, and an OnlyFans gift card. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what my Christmas list evolves into by the end of this episode. Wow. <laughs> Dear Lord, what have we started? <laughs> oh. All right. Um, real quick before we jump into Brian's topic, we also were treated, I think, just a day ago. Uh, I think this just dropped yesterday from the time we were recording this episode. Uh, the new teaser trailer, a two-minute teaser trailer for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 Part 1. <laughs> They're just like, okay, we're just going to make this a long title. Into the Spider-Verse 2 Part 1. And we get uh, some new looks, uh, some some uh, similar stuff from the teaser teaser trailer that came out a while ago. Um, BJ, I know that you were all about this. What are your thoughts on this new two-minute teaser trailer that just dropped? I'm very excited because uh, Rio Morales, uh, Miles' mom, literally gets more lines in this like 30 seconds than she did in the entire first movie. Um, so we're probably going to get a bit more, uh, a few more views into the Morales family. Cause my thing is I'm excited about is Miles eventually tells his parents like, so, so that's, so that's something that I really like, uh, Miles's family dynamic. Um, also it's called, it's called, uh, across the spider verse part one. Oh, sorry. Across the spider verse. And, and part two is supposed to be called escape from the spider verse. So wait, um, they split the movie or it's just two part trailer. I don't understand. It's so we're getting so we're getting two more movies. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're getting we're getting two more movies. And when they announced when they did the first teaser for Across the Spider Verse, 
they uh, dropped a a quick title card for its sequel, Escape from the Spider Verse. Um, so, uh, but no, I'm I'm super excited. I love that we get um, uh, Jessica Drew, and it's being she's being played by uh, Issa Rae. Uh, so we get Black Jessica Drew with a fro, and I'm oh I am, neat. As as I said, actually, I was just looking at my Facebook uh, memories, and. Uh, it said, I just saw Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and I'm going to be unforgivably black for the next six years. Um, so now we've got some overlap. So again, I'm going to be uh, unforgivably black uh, for the next six years after I see this. Um, they also had 2099 Spider-Man show up. They did. He, and he looks he, like a bad uh, guy. I don't know what's going uh, on with that. He's played by um, Oscar uh, Isaac, right? Oscar Isaac, yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Played nice. by Australia. Oh yeah. So in the yeah, all the different Spider-Man in the trailers, uh in the trailer, uh, there was a superior Spider-Man is supposed to pop up. So I'm very interested to see. And then the the rumor mill is that they're gonna be having uh, potentially Andrew Garfield and uh Toby Maguire uh reprise their roles. So I'm I'm stoked. I'm beyond I'm beyond excited because it's I believe it's the exact same team as the last one. So yeah, which is I'm, the Lord and what's his name from the Lego movie? Yeah, yeah, they were great. They're ugh, so they're so funny. Also, PS4 Spider Man uh, made an appearance, and uh, yeah, uh, the PlayStation Spider Man uh, was uh, palling around in the background. Did you think the art style was a little sketchier? It's like they're trying. I mean, I know that was one of the big like innovations of the of the first movie, but like it just seemed like looser pencil wise in this one. So the, the switch up this time around is I think every time he universe hops, um, each universe is going to be the animation style is the, of everything is going to change to that universe's, um, animation style. Yeah. So, that's what it looked like, but it just, the, what the shots they focused on seemed to be like the, or the ones that stood out were like the, wow, that's, that's just extra. Oh yeah. yeah. Extra, com- extra comic yeah. bookie. Yeah. yeah, which I, I'm, I this is not a complaint. This is actually one of the most creative uses of something to depict the multiverse in a while. So I love it. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna reserve judgment. I I'm, I'm gonna watch it. It looks it looks good. I it just didn't it didn't excite me as much as the first teaser teaser trailer did. Um, I don't know. I, I that this is not I'm not shitting on this at all because I enjoyed uh, the first one very much. So I, I know that I'm going to like this one. I just I had heard so much about it online, and then I saw some kind of like meh, whatever's, and then I watched it before I went to bed last night, and it, it's it it it's a trailer. It's, it's a teaser minutes. trailer. Yeah. It's a teaser trailer. I mean, these damn teaser trailers are getting longer and longer. Two <laughs> minutes are. is a long ass time for a trailer <laughs> for a teaser. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm the first one was really well done. Um, I know he maybe isn't as well liked uh, as much anymore, but I, I really hope that uh, Mulaney comes back as Spider Ham. I, I really hope that he makes a, an appearance in the in the movie because Spider Ham is just too damn fun but uh yeah let us know what you think about the teaser trailer and uh what you are going to be excited about i didn't realize that they had dropped the that they had changed the names they did a they pulled a they pulled a marvel infinity war and said 
this movie is uh, going to be part one and part two. Just kidding. We're going to rename part two and it's going to be two separate names. Which because is, when they first dropped it, it was Across the Spider-Verse part one. And then it was like, oh, okay, there's going to be a second part to this. And now I, I haven't been following it, but... Uh, no, it was, just, it, was in the, it was in the first teaser. You had, the, you had to watch it all the way to the very end, though. Yeah, but it was still being called... But it was saying Across the Spider-Verse part one. Because I, yeah. I distinctly remember part one being part of the title. Yeah. So that would make it not be like another name would not make it part like that wouldn't be part two i don't know these movies everything can change names change but i'm excited for it it's going to be good times this is the one sony movie that they do well so i'm excited to uh to actually watch it when it comes out all right brian let's jump into your topic what you got for us so a series that came out of the pandemic um, and very much like was engineered to be successful in the pandemic as it, the way it was produced, uh, came back for its second season. This is the white Lotus on HBO. I assume HBO max HBO. I don't know. I can't keep track. I don't have cable. Uh, but this show, uh, is an anthology series of sorts. There is a through line um, with one of the characters and the franchise, the White Lotus, is uh, effectively a resort chain that caters to the very high end wealthiest of the elite of the mostly Americans they're focusing on. The first season was um, infamous for a few things, uh, one uh, featuring mm, not the most nuanced discussion of uh, native Hawaiian issues. So to, so to speak, uh, but also uh, a rimming scene <laughs> that was uh, kind of out of nowhere. An award-winning rimming An award-winning, scene. yes, as they all should be. No. Um, this season did not have as many... Rimming uh, scenes? No, no, not, not as many <laughs> rimming scenes. I, I can't say zero. I don't remember. I don't think there was any. But, but overall, but there were um, no other, like, you know, salacious drop the uh the the internet or broke the internet moments other than i think the first episode there was penis and uh i think there was another episode where there might have been a little penis but like like that, that that's not that's not that that that's fine it's like it's it's appreciated it's not like you know expected or yeah we uh, need more penis on tv don't complain about the penis i'm i am not i was um, like what world are we living in when well, little penis doesn't break the internet <laughs> yeah well a no little big that's penis fair. doesn't break the internet <laughs> Um, so, so before I get into this, I do want to say, I, I, I don't know, I probably should not spoil the last episode, even though this is a, a show or the, our, our show typically does spoil such things because the whole premise of white Lotus is there is a murder, Ooh, a murder. And that you see the bodies or, you know, that there is a murder in the first episode, but you don't know who it is among the guests of the, of the resort. And, you don't know. It could be the staff. It could be the guests. It could be somebody in the the the, the population nearby. Like you just don't know. Um, so I, I will I will hold back on spoilers. But has anybody else watched this at all yet? No, I just see the screenshots on on Twitter. Same. <laughs> yep. You, have yep. you heard I, the, uh, I, the theme I music the on theme... Twitter or on on um, on TikTok? No. Have you had any of this? No. <laughs> No, but I did see somebody. I didn't watch the actual video, but I saw some po- somebody post a video that I think on Sunday night 
a club in LA, like the DJ started playing the the White Lotus theme <laughs> for the dance floor. And I'm like, maybe we've gone a little too far. It's it's I will give so so the show is created, uh, written and directed by Mike White. And I actually know Mike White more from his father, who is Mel White, uh, who was a gay or a minister, I, I think Methodist. Uh, no, maybe Episcopalian, came out as gay late in life and was one of those very early, formidable, for me, Christian gay uh, out ministers that talked a lot about their journey and kind of was like, look, you can be gay and Christian and da da da. So that was always very – his his life was very uh, important to me and his books were also very meaningful. His son is probably most famous at the time from Chuck and Buck. Um, and he's done, you know, a bunch of other series since mostly as a writer, but occasionally as a performer. And what I didn't realize until I heard an interview recently is he also was on uh, survivor, right? I guess with his dad at some point. No, no, he was survivor by himself. He was on the amazing race with his dad. That's what it was before he was on survivor. Um, so which I didn't know he was gay. I, I have no fucking clue. Like I am oblivious and I watched, he was, um, Shit, was he, Eric, check me on this. Was he Millennials versus Gen X? Or was he David versus Goliath? I can't remember. He was David versus Goliath. David versus Goliath. Because they talked okay. about, yeah. And he didn't expect, he was talking about this on um, one of the interviews. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I didn't expect to be Goliath. I really <laughs> thought I was more of a David myself. But hey, whatever, it's your, it's the narrative that they shape, you know. Um, and, and going back and watching, I'm like, oh, okay, totally see it now. But then uh, one of the YouTube channels that I watched did a, a story about him and his dad being on The Amazing Race. And that's how I found out about it. Because now I'm binge watching The Amazing Race because I accidentally started that. <laughs> accidentally. 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 I literally, I accidentally started watching The Amazing Race. Approximately seven hours later, I was caught up on this season. <laughs> and then I, I just happened to go back and watch. I've watched 20 seasons. Okay. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, it happens. Watched, it happens. I, it happens. I, I'm on season six right now, but I, I watched all of the 20s, all of the 30s, and I went back. You know, it happens. These things happen <laughs> when you don't have a job <laughs> and, oh. and, you, and you can just let your Paramount Plus run all day. And you just next thing you know, 20 seasons of The Amazing Race later, you're like, you know what? I've watched a lot. I haven't gotten to his season yet, but. Um, well, yeah. it's interesting that he had those experiences only because that is sort of why he did the White Lotus. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. The man pitched and they they accepted, HBO accepted, this, this idea of a series set in Hawaii. Now, Mike does live, like, part of the year in Hawaii. I mean, he, he is very fortunate and that he can, you know, has that residence or whatever, do that. But then he spun the success of that show into basically making a travelogue of sorts where each season it's set in some exotic location. So the first one is in Hawaii. Uh, I don't think they say what island, um, but I don't remember now. Uh, second season is set in um, uh, Italy, but specifically Sicily. So very interesting to – because that's, that can't be cheap. I mean, it's not – this is not something you see – Oh, filmed on a set in L.A. No, this is very much filmed on yeah. location. Uh, beautifully so, by the way. Just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous um, backdrops, vistas. Uh, a lot of Italian actors and act- or, yes, actors and actresses, whatever. Uh, I mean, overall, this season was very r- rich and, um, and, and complex. Um, 
the series doesn't go for like, you know, one main story. It's kind of a interweaving of all of these characters, this full cast and explores the just interrelationships among them and the people at the resort and the people in the community. Um, So in this season, second season, you get, uh, like I said, a lot of dumb rich Americans, but they interact with two Italian women, uh, one of which who is a sex worker, the other one who is like just sort of a friend of the sex worker, but becomes like an important part of a different storyline. Uh, there's uh, Jennifer. So Jennifer Coolidge, of course, everyone knows Jennifer Coolidge playing Tanya. Who? Yeah. Who? Uh, he talks like, no, I'm not going to do her. I'm not going to do jinx doing. Oh, please uh, don't. Please yeah, don't. no, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> but, 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 but delightful actress, uh, you know, uh, uh, MILF, right? Wasn't that, wasn't that the first big role she had when she was like MILF or whatever from um, Stifler's mom. Stifler's mom. That's it. That's it. Thank you. Um, but anyway, she is a she's actually the through line so far. She is in the second season after being. In she's the, first the Jessica season. Fletcher. Who's Jessica Fletcher? I should know this. Murder. She wrote. Oh, oh my God. Well, no, kind of. <laughs> no, Lansbury is rolling over in her oh grave. God, right yes, now. Cause I because I forgot her. No. So she's not. She is. Yeah. She's a through line in that. She's like, yeah, the same character in every whatever. Um, but she's very much a part of the the you know whatever shenanigans. This season almost more so. Like they gave her a little bit more to do. <laughs> there is something I'm not going to spoil what happens, but she is um, at one point a little coked up, <laughs> and she has this adventure with these gay guys. That it, and I say these gay guys because one of the best lines of the show you'll probably see this in a meme is oh, Jennifer Coolidge. It's all yeah. over. <laughs> These gays are trying to kill me. It's it's in context. It's it's a, maybe yeah, it's great. It's well, she had a line like that in the first season. She had a line Did like that she? in the first season. Like the gays are so obsessed with me. Or that was the TV movie she did last year. It was I, one of the two. But. I, I don't know, but but it's it's sort of funny meta commentary in some ways because she is very popular with the gays, right? So, um, but other actors that are in this that I I love. Um, Aubrey Plaza. I mean, you, you know what you're getting most of the time when you have Aubrey Plaza in your show, and and you get that a lot of that. Um, she plays this wife of like a tech tech bro who they're having like a rough patch and not really having sex, and so they're there with like a friend of his from college and her and his wife, and there there's sort of this weird jealousy, uh, possibly adultery, other dynamic going on there that's interesting. You got Michael Imperioli from Sopranos who played uh, Christopher. He's there as part of a three generation, like Italian, the uh, you know, front, like their families from Sicily, Italian men. Uh, the father, uh, Michael's father is played by F Murray Abraham, uh, who I didn't know was still alive. I was like, Oh my God, this dude's still alive. He's great. And uh, their son or, or um, uh, Michael's son uh, played by Adam DeMarco, uh, Albie. So you, you get that interesting, like three generations of guys interaction and, and, and that was kind of interesting for me because my father has been in the hospital and kind of having some stuff. So it was been, it's been a little touching and meaningful to see that sort of father son dynamic, you know, whatever. Um, so that's, that's a cool uh, story. You've got the, the, the maitre d' of the resort, uh, Sabrina Impacchiatore. I think I said her name right. Uh, the assistant to Tanya, uh, Jennifer Coolidge's character uh, played by, um, Haley Lou Richardson, who I'd never seen, at least that I knew, but she's freaking great. She plays Portia. Um, and her storyline is fucking nuts too. Like it's just 
they all cross over and intermingle. And this season is very much about sex and jealousy. And it's, um, it's a great show. I don't know that the ending is as satisfying for some, I think I won't spoil it, but again, some people were a little, uh, you know, whatever about the ending, either they were like ho-hum or they were just, or they were downright angry. I mean, so, so it is what it is, but Michael White, he did say he's doing a second, um, see a third, sorry, a third season. Um, though it is trying to figure that out because his dad, Mel is actually, uh, very, very ill and up, up in age and, he's having a hard time pulling away from his family to make the third season. So it's, you know, there's a lot of emotions, a lot of interplay in this, but um, if you are a fan of ensemble cast pieces, kind of playing around with um, class, a lot, a lot of class relationships to obviously being in a high end fancy resort and having like the staff, excuse me, the staff and the townsfolks and that interaction with the idiot rich, uh, you know, patrons, class sexuality sex uh there's some good queer moments in the show as always of course you know uh he's a gay gay out gay man um generational play all of that is in this mix it's great highly recommend it's hot as hell right now everybody loves it and the theme song is banging it is insane uh it goes somewhere you don't expect it to and it's just one of those things that there's if you just look on tiktok you won't have to search very hard. You will see people full on raging to this music. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Did you guys watch season one though, or at all? No. No. Oh wow. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, but the uh, Swiss uh, Swish Embassy has uh, already put out a "These Gays Are Trying to Kill Me" Jennifer Coolidge <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I want it so bad. <laughs> it's at swishembassy.com all right so that's on my uh, christmas list gentlemen if you, yeah, you know. there you go um mm-hmm. and and fuck f murray abraham's drag the man voiced Conchu earlier this year and you're like i didn't know he was still alive <laughs> well that listen you're right no you're totally right yeah i should have remembered that but like he's been in a lot a lot of things and just i hadn't seen him lately i hadn't seen him i heard him but his voice is one of those voices you you don't forget but you forget it's him does that make sense you know uh, I do anyway. So yeah, yeah that's I mean, good. I would, I would, I would never know it if I didn't know that it was him. And the fact that every uh, credit scene at the beginning of of Moon Knight said, "And F. Murray Abraham as Conchu, or as the voice of Conchu." But uh, as soon as you were saying that, I was like, "Wait a minute! I'm pretty sure he was in something this year besides White Lotus." And yeah, I was like, "Oh, Conchu." And, and this year is it's felt like five years, so. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, uh, it is, it's okay to forget things that happened earlier in the year. I had to go back and double check what things came out this year, what things were oh, like 10 oh, years honey. ago. Yeah. Yeah. So much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's White Lotus. So, uh, it, and actually a couple things. One, um, apparently they kept it to 3 million an episode. That's the, uh, the running Ooh. total for production on each one. Wow. And um, apparently Italy offers a 40% tax break for mm-hmm. foreign uh, filming in there. So ah. doing, doing you know, some of these on location at some of these places uh, doesn't always, uh, can sometimes actually be cost effective for. So are we going to go film a Flame On special in Italy? Uh, yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon then, uh, slash uh, Flame On. Oh my yeah. god! Right, that's where the, that's the cool. F, 
the FOOF will uh, be in in uh, in Italy. Uh, and then to call back to what we were talking about about physical media, they did release White Lotus on DVD. So huh. if you worry that the Max will uh, take White Lotus off uh, and you want to keep it treasured, then go buy the DVD so you have a physical copy of that media. All right. So um, my topic, uh, I think I'm the only one that saw this, um, but I wanted to be like Eric and see a, a new release film um, that wasn't a Marvel movie. And I decided to go to the movie theater and just have my entire emotional well-being wrecked over the course of approximately two hours and saw spoiler alert. Spoiler oh, al- yeah. Yeah. Spoiler oh, alert boy. is a 2022 American romantic drama film, which I was, I, cause I knew it wasn't a rom-com. I didn't know exactly what to qual- qualify or quantify this movie as, but it's romantic drama. Um, it stars Jim Parsons and Ben Aldridge as two lovers. My favorite word to lavas. <laughs> one of, one of who watches the other's final months before their death from terminal cancer. Uh, this is a lighthearted romp, y'all. Uh, the film is based on the 2017 memoir, spoiler alert, The Hero Dies by Michael Osiello. Uh, it's directed by Michael Showalter and written by David Marshall Grant and Dan Savage. Parsons plays Osiello and Aldridge plays his lover, Kit Cohen, who dies of cancer. Cool. Hold on. Back up. So Showalter directed it? Yes. Yeah. And Savage co-wrote or produced it? Yes. Uh David Michael, uh, David Marshall Grant and Dan Savage wrote the the screenplay. Huh. Wow. So Showalter, you got just so you know, we know, if, you know, you don't the state yeah. and search party. Stella. Was a big, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, and he search party. He did search party, uh, which is a great show. Um, and then Dan Savage. What the heck? I mean, like he's doing this hump film festival and he still does his all his, you know, books and columns and stuff. But wow. But what a pedigree. This is cool. Uh, Wet Hot Wet Hot American Summer franchise. Mm-hmm. He was also mm-hmm. creator of, yep. um, wrote and directed the Baxter. Uh, he also directed the Big Sick. So oh, he yeah. did Big Sick too. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, he yeah. Uh, yeah, it's dear God. And mm-hmm. so it's based on a true story mm-hmm. of Michael Osiello, who um, <sighs> okay. So this is one of those movies that you kind of can't spoil because spoiler alert, the hero dies. Um, it's, it kind of, it, it starts off basically with kind of the death. Uh, like it, it starts out in the hospital. So you, you go into this, you start this movie knowing what's going on, you know, what's going to happen. Um, and Michael Osiello was the fat gay kid when he was younger. Um, a lot of his, his backstory is framed as a sitcom. He's he is the fat kid that the fat gay kid that bonded with his mom watching television, um, watching like doctor shows and um, you know sitcoms and and all those things that you know when you are that that little kid that you kind of just you bond with your mom, especially in a single parent household. In his case, his, his father died when he was really young, and. Uh, you know, he, his whole backstory is kind of framed in that way. It always flashes back to a sitcom style that for camera esque 
uh, sitcom, laugh track, all of these things, even in kind of like the, the weird um, downbeat piece, uh, parts of it, they still put that sitcom laugh track in. So like, oh, the kids at school called me, you know, a fudge packer. And then there's like, ha, 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 ha. it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a weird, but useful way of kind of showing the, the dichotomy of feeling that way, but how sitcoms always treat these situations, um, unless it's that very special episode. He ends up going to, uh, he ends up going to work for TV guide and his friend takes him out for jock night at a local club and meets Kit. And his name is Michael. This guy's name is Kit, makes the Knight Rider connection, becomes this whole thing. And um, they start to see each other. And it, it tackles a very interesting relationship. I, there were some direct correlations with bros. We talked about bros on an, on an earlier podcast a couple of a month or two ago. Um, but it's, it very much is the, I don't want to get hurt. And then the hopeless romantic. And like, there was a lot of these, these pieces of, of everyday life in not just, it's a lot of the, the normal human existence from a, through a gay lens, which, it's so nice to see and it's such a relate like being queer people like it's so it, seeing this on screen it, it impacted me more than I ever thought it, it could but they eventually kind of tackle some infidelity issues right at the beginning of the relationship and then decide to get together and build a life together and then it gets it muddies the waters as far as the years. Um, there are some anachronisms when you try to figure out what year it is, and then finding out when Kit actually died. Um, it's funny that Brian sent the the Lee Dawson uh, Christmas special, the Hollis Lay special recap in the chat today because they talk about watching Drag Race, and then they end up showing the Hollisley special, which was 2018, if I'm not mistaken. So it throws, it throws timelines out a little bit, which was being that gay and knowing when the, when it happens, it, it was kind of weird, but he ends up, uh, Kit gets sick, not with cancer at that point, but ends up in the hospital. Kit, um, Kit's mom and father come to see him in the hospital. Cause she's that overprotective. Sally field plays his mom. And uh, they come to to take care of him, and it leads to this awkward out coming out, and then it fast forwards through their their time together until eventually Kit is diagnosed with cancer, which then brings back the trauma of Michael's mother dying of cancer when he was young, and um, watching their relationship, which was going through a lot of tension and had kind of separated the two of them and then watching their time together. It, it's a fantastic movie, maybe a little uneven in some parts and some parts you're just kind of like, okay, this is a little weird or we're kind of rushing through some pieces, but to see a relationship like this play out on screen was phenomenal. 
it's something that I'd never like I, I would never have expected to to see and to come out of seeing bros recently to then see a movie like this like when I saw the trailer um, you know our friend Chris sent me the the trailer a while ago and I was like I don't know if I can see this movie it's going to absolutely wreck me I know it will and um, I ended up seeing the movie last Friday with two other people in the theater. And I was almost hoping that it was just going to be me because then I could just weep openly and not care about it. Uh, and I, 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 I told them, I was like, listen, I'm an ugly cry. I brought extra napkins cause it's going to happen. Um, but it, it's, it's crazy to see these stories. And this is, this is the reason why the representation matters, why it's important because, you know, I, I will cry at, at, if this were two straight people, I probably would still cry and I would still see myself in certain parts of, of their neuroses and their faults and their positives. But to see this portrayed by two, you know, as two gay men on, on the screen, it's, it's incredible how much more impactful that was. Um, and I, I mentioned Sally Field is, is Kit's mom in the movie. Bill Irwin is his dad. Uh, Anthony from the Netflix uh, Queer Eye uh, plays Sebastian, who is a a person that Kit works with. Uh, Nikki M. James is Nina. Jeffrey Selk is Nick. Uh, Tara Summers is um, plays Michael's mom in the like the the sitcom version of uh, Michael's past. Um, it was just such a it was it, it was such a movie that I didn't expect to need, but I'm so happy that it exists. Like it's a, it's a horrible story. It's horrible that anybody had to go through that, and you know it's it's not an uncommon thing. But to see it in a film was just. I mean, it's maybe not the best holiday movie, um, depending on on how much you want to cry. Uh, you know, apparently this may not be the, the cure for seasonal depression. unlike like, uh, <laughs> the laughs from, uh, Eric's topic, but. Well, I mean, as Carly Rae Jepsen said in her single holiday song, she has, it's not Christmas till somebody cries. I mean, this is true. This is true. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's something that if you've been impacted by cancer at all, um, it, it, it may not be something that it may be something that hits a little bit harder. Um, it's it just, it's, it's such a great film though. If you, if you were like, Hey, I don't know if I want to see this or maybe this isn't a film for me. I still say go and see it and support it. Um, if you know that you do have um, our friend, Chris lost his sister to cancer recently and I literally straight up, as soon as I left the, the theater, I said, don't see this yet. Don't wait till it comes out. Give it some time where you can walk away from it and come back to it. Because when it impacts you like that, and especially he lost his mom, you know, in the past couple of years, he lost his sister recently. If you have that in your, in, in your life, if you've been impacted like that, maybe wait until it's out, you know, on a streaming service and you can, you can digest this at your own pace um, because it doesn't shy away from it. It doesn't shy away from, from the feelings and the impact and the emotion and, and the, the ravages of 
how cancer impacts and affects you. Um, but at the end, it, it's it's a it's a heartwarming story and a story about letting letting go of the fears of, of that you have that will hold you back. And um, I think it was very well done. So that's spoiler alert. I know nobody else saw the film, so I, I won't go around. But I, I'll give it a solid four flames. Like it was, it was definitely a very impactful film that I I didn't know I needed. And I'm very happy it exists. So um, it almost makes me want to read the book. And y'all know I don't read. So <laughs> it, it actually is almost, it almost makes me want to read a book. Um, but yeah, go check it out. It's in, it's in theaters now. I'm sure it'll be on streaming, um, you know, the, the you know, Q1 of, of 23. So uh, yeah, spoiler alert, the hero dies. All right, dear listeners, before we wrap the show up, one more time, I want to tell you to go check out flameonshow.com. That is our website and patreon.com forward slash flameonshow. You can join any one of the four tiers that we have there. And uh, we hope that you've enjoyed listening along with us as much as we've enjoyed putting these episodes together for you in the year 2022. All right, let's do a quick round of one ups. BJ, what you got for us? Uh, I have, in standard fashion, I have two things. Um, I have uh, Pokemon Violet. Uh, I finally picked it back up after beating Sonic Frontiers. Uh, and it is a lot of fun. Uh, they they did a little bit of an update. I'm sad I didn't get any of the weird Cronenberg um, deform, deformity <laughs> stuff on the characters. I was really hoping I'd get some sort of super weird, funny glitch. But uh, no, I haven't had any real major issues uh, with the game glitching. Uh, it's also the first Pokemon game where I've managed to somehow get all three of the starters before I've even reached the first gym. So uh, that's actually been a lot of fun. It's a nice little... I, I, it's an accomplishment I, I never thought I'd ever have playing a Pokemon game. So uh, that's been fun. And then also the trailer to Scream 6 dropped today. Um, and it looks fantastic. And I'm beyond excited because 5 was absolutely phenomenal. So uh, yeah, that yeah. almost made my top five list for oh, the yeah. year. <laughs> Same. I had to check, but it was a January release. Yes. So those are those are those are my two two for one. I thought you meant the Scream Six trailer almost made your oh, top no. <laughs> and I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, I mean, damn. It, was, it was it was nice to look at. It wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Scream V and kind of an I. They 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 did not. It, that V is very prominent, and it almost makes it look like five. Yeah, okay, and an extra one. There it is behind the just, just little offset. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, uh, Brian, what is your one up? So I have two quick ones. The first is a new show, or rather, a show that is not new but is newly back for its third season, third and final. And that is his dark materials. Uh, this is on HBO. It's one of my favorite book series by Philip Pullman. Um, if you're familiar with the movie, the golden compass and, or the first season, that's the same story, but they've done now three seasons. They're on the Amber spyglass. And just in time for the holidays, you can watch two kids try to kill God. It's fantastic. I am so excited. They are actually doing it. I did not believe they would. They have softened it just a little bit, but 
not that much. I was kind of surprised and pleased that they're not pulling punches. It's exactly what it was when I read it in high school, <laughs> which, oh my God, such a formative book for me. Anyway, um, so that's out now. I think up, up, up to episode four uh, of the season. And then uh, also quick uh, Fortnite, your favorite topic, my favorite <laughs> video game. <laughs> I still can't stop. In fact, I've got my nephew playing it, I think. Um, they just did their new chapter, which is about now a year ago. They switched to chapter three. They just switched to chapter four. New story, kind of new. And it is a story, but new like world, new new items, new POIs, all of the new stuff. But new engine. The game looks stinking gorgeous. Uh, even on older platforms, the Unreal 5.1 engine, which has like fucking crazy lighting and nanites and all kinds of nonsense. Um, it's, it's, it's in there. It's beautiful. They changed the Island. So it's like a completely new Island in the middle of space. So you get the space stuff. Uh, you get like the water falling off the sides of the world. It, it's pretty, it's cool. Um, come play Fortnite and kill 14 year olds, uh, you know, without talking to them. Cause that just gets weird. Uh, but yeah, that's out now. And that's all I have. Not the kill fourteen year old. <laughs> <laughs> virtually, virtually. So, okay, you sorry. heard it here, folks. You heard it. <laughs> Send on them first. Did I not say you I get canceled first? Send them back to the lobby. That's the preferred term. <laughs> there you go. And Eric, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> what demographics uh, are you killing, Eric? <laughs> um, I don't know if who I'm killing in this game, but I think I. Uh, kaiju icons uh, but the trailer for Final Fantasy 16 dropped uh, the new trailer which Ooh, yeah. uh, looks amazing it looks like part um, part a Pacific Rim it looks part uh, Naruto in that it seems like these people are like the Jinchurikis of they they're embodying the summons like you oh, become Ifrit yeah, yeah. or you become Titan or you become Ramu and you get to have giant uh, fights between the icons. Um, Did you see that one part of the trailer neat. where it looks like two Ifrits are fighting? Yeah. I was like, what? What? How's that happen? <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, it's beautiful. But yeah. And it looks like there is still a party system. Um, yeah, there were scenes with uh, three characters and a dog. And you do get to pet the dog. It was confirmed in the trailer. Yay! Um, and um, I'm not s- completely sold on the combat yet. Uh, I hope they bring over uh, the options a la Final Fantasy VII Remake. That'll make it kind of turn-based um but yeah final fantasy 16 coming out in june pre-orders are available now you're burying the lead here this game is made by the guy who revitalized the final fantasy series and found final fantasy 14 so all of us including eric nerdy final fantasy 14 people are super excited that yoshi p is actually getting to do something and the other guy than who does- and the guy who does the music, uh, Soken, is oh. doing the music for 16 as well. Sounds great. So oh. it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So we're all very excited. If you're a Final Fantasy nerd, 
anytime a new Final Fantasy comes out, I think you're kind of excited. But this, like, this is going to make me buy a PS5 if I can find it. Like, yeah, this is I, the, the, game. The, uh, actually the I, shortage. The shortage, has a, the shortage has uh, officially ended, according to Sony. Sure, I'll believe so. it when I buy one. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> I, I heard that too. And of course, now there's a pro coming out, and it's like one of those nonsense. Anyway, go watch the trailers. There's this. Oh, yeah, it's it's pretty. But are you telling Pretty me there's no boy bands and no more <laughs> I want to ride a chocobo, chocobo, oh. chocobo? <laughs> I mean, they, they do kill a chocobo in the first scene <gasps> in the trailer, which was very disturbing. But wow. the game is rated mature, so they can do shit like that. Um, I'm sorry, it's rated M for mature. Please say it yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> No, here you know what's funny. So I used to work at like Best Buy, and to this day I still run into this. Unless you say the word mature, parents still have no idea there's a rating system for video games. Like I, I said, I actually said, "Oh, that game's mature," and like my aunt was like, "What do you mean mature?" And I'm like, "That's that's what the rating system is." And she's like, "No, all video games are for kids, right?" And I was like, "No, no, the medium does not dictate the content." Do not make that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I either show her I either show her a trailer for uh Callisto Protocol, which almost made her throw up. Um and, and then she she understood. Uh but yeah, no, it looks fantastic. I can't wait. And last but not least, my one up is a um is a two in one because within the past week, two of my favorite bands announced tours. Our Lady Peace, who did their um, uh, The Wonderful Future tour in Canada, announced a U.S. leg. I, I'm i hoping this is the one where they're utilizing holograms, um, and it's in support of Spiritual Machines 2. I, probably my favorite Our Lady Peace album is Spiritual Machines, and um, if you have not listened to it, do yourself a favor Go listen to it. It's fantastic. Uh, with uh, a lot of Ray Kurzweil thrown in into the album as well. But um, in addition to that, just a couple of days ago, Ben Gibbard and Death Cab for Cutie celebrated 20 years of... Trend, uh, or announced the celebrating next year of 20 years of transatlanticism as well as the singular album by the Postal Service called Give Up. So they announced a tour, Death Cab for Cutie and the Postal Service. So yes, Ben Gibbard will be opening for Ben Gibbard. And uh, they are playing both albums front to back every single night. All 11 tracks of Transatlanticism and all 11 tracks from Give Up including, um, oh my God, I can't remember the other guy's name off the top of my head, who is the other half of Postal Service. Um, God, that's going to kill me. Uh, but then Jenny Lewis, who did a lot of the, who did the female vocals on the Postal Service songs, is going to be on tour with them. Um, it literally went on sale today, day that we're recording this, within five minutes, at least, the Berkeley, California at the Greek, the show was sold out. Pre-sale, done. No chance. They ended up announcing an extra night in New York 
an extra night in, I think maybe Minneapolis and an extra night in Berkeley, California. And I was fortunate enough with that second show being added on, getting a ticket to go see them in Berkeley. So I will get to go see Def Cab and Postal Service in Berkeley, California with friend of the pod, Jamie. Uh, be like Jamie and go see Death Cab and the Postal Service. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm super stoked about it. Our Lady Peace and uh, Death Cab Postal Service concerts. It's been a phenomenal week, and that is my one up. Dear listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with us and listening. This is our last roundup of 2022. We'll be back in 2023 with more fantastic content, and um, there is still one more episode left in our four episode December drop schedule. And that is going to be our top picks of pop culture for 2022. So if uh, you don't listen to that beforehand, have a great holiday season. For those of you who celebrate Christmas, Kwanzaa, um, Hanukkah, any of the other holidays out there, the solstice, a, solstice, um, everything and anything that you celebrate, be happy, be healthy, Have a happy and healthy new year. And uh, yeah, until we meet again. Bye, bitch. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.